You are listening to Your Money Story. I am Dawn Thomas, a mother of three, financial advisor by day, and a PhD candidate researching superannuation engagement. Your Money Story is about celebrating your journey, including you in the money conversation, empowering you to take control of your finances, and equalizing your position wherever you are. Let's change how the story ends. The information discussed in this podcast does not take into account your personal, financial, objectives and situation. Before acting on any information discussed here, you should consider its appropriateness having regard to your objectives, needs and financial situation. We can't discuss International Women's Day without talking about the role men play in helping lift women in their community. Today, I speak to Tim Henry, who is the owner of Aspire Planning and the host of the popular podcast, The Grass is Greener. I outed Tim as a male advocate in our community. Tim has done over 25 episodes of his podcast and at least 15 of his guests are women. He said this was not on purpose. He chooses guests who would be of value to his audience. Guests who have a fresh view of things within their industry. His observation, a number of these people are women. He reflects on his journey, his gratitude mindset and his message to men in what their role is in stamping out unsafe cultures for women. I'm delighted to have you, Tim. Thank you for joining me. Oh, I'm excited to be here, Dawn. Especially, um, it's exciting for me just to be on the guest side as well, not having to run the show. It's cool. Yes, and I've put you on the spot with today's episode because we're not really talking a straight financial planning topic as such. I've outed you as a male advocate of women in the industry. <laughs> oh, is that what we're doing today? Yes. <laughs> I'm only joking. How, how do you feel about that term, Tim? You know, before we even get into your background, I'm just, I'm going to throw it out there because I'm, <laughs> I, I picked the topic and I just said, Tim, can you speak about this? Well, well it's interesting that you think that. I, I mean, I, I'm happy that you think that that's great. But I'm, I'm an advocate for people that uh, I think are um, creating their own niche, if you like, and they're, and they're hardworking and they're bringing a lot of value to the equation. I'm a huge advocate for that. And, and I've made a, a real, um, it was something I chose to do a number of years ago for a couple of factors is for your own um, you know, we talk about gratitude and that sort of thing for your own mental well-being. Um, I just decided that when I saw someone doing a great job, that instead of just thinking it, I would actually say it and um, and go and tell them. Uh, and I think that has, um, for me, that's just resulted in having a lot of collaboration and relationship mm. with different people because you choose to do that. And so... Just it seems to be that um, a lot of the people that are coming out of the old way of doing things and saying we're going to shake things up just happen to be women. So <laughs> it's, it's not that I, I'm an advocate for women in particular, but I'm, an, I'm definitely an advocate for change yes. and an advocate for doing things a bit differently. So what is it about your personal background that has led you to this frame of mind of, of how you view things this way? Um, it's interesting. That I think uh, when I reflected on that, um, I had a mum who, you know, she'd had three kids. She had me when she was 22, I think, and it had three kids 
by the time she was 29 and she was divorced by the time she was 35. So, um, she was, uh, you know, she's a, an intelligent, hardworking person. Mm. And, and I think we were all in it together as kids as well, because she was still pretty young. We all just needed to pitch in and help out. And, and we never went without anything, but it didn't just turn up on a silver platter either. And I think, so we had the, I just got that, you know, that's just part of my being. I think having seen <laughs> a mum do that, um, You've appreciated, I suppose, everything she's done, you've seen. Yeah, that's right. So I think you see that. and and, But I also think this happened a couple of, it's probably about six or seven years ago. I I didn't really realise that there was such a a difference between men and women in a couple of areas that we think about. And I was talking to someone who is a very, very senior Mm -hmm. um, recruiter. They recruit you know, big, big people for big jobs, men and women. Mm-hmm. And she was a woman herself. And she was telling me, um, she said, we, you know, we've, as women, we've got a real problem because um, if I list eight criteria for a job, mm-hmm. um, a man will apply for that job if he can do three of them and he'll yes. try and bluff his way through five. <laughs> and he said, and she said, unfortunately for women, they, if they, can't do all eight if they can only do seven they won't apply mm. and I said really and and I've asked many many women since uh, <laughs> about that and I've put that to them and they've all agreed yes uh, they would really that that one thing they couldn't do would really negate their confidence to apply for that job and and so that is a bit of a, a generalization but mm. I think um that's one thing that I think about telling uh, women when they do a great job is you know, celebrate what you're good at mm. um, as opposed to um, worrying about what you don't think you're good at. You know? Yes, and, and I, I actually, it's funny, when I talk about imposter syndrome, I think that's what you're describing about women. And, and women know this because I think on International Women's Day, people talk about imposter syndrome a lot <laughs> because yeah. they're trying to let women know that you know, those doubts that you have about whether you can do something, first of all, it's normal. Like you're sitting there thinking you're the only one that feels that way, but you're not. That it's somehow women are more prone to it. So men men can have imposter syndrome as well. Yeah. But it does, I mean, it goes as far as you get the job. So you, you've, you've gotten past the fact that you don't have all, actually women probably don't even look for the, the eight criteria. They're trying to have 11 out of, <laughs> 11 out of eight. <laughs> yeah. um, but once you get the job, you somehow think that um, you didn't actually deserve it. Um, yeah. And that you're actually a fraud, um, and there's nothing rational about it. But it's it's quite an awful feeling, and you've got to understand when that's happening. Um, you kind of got to talk yourself out of it. I mean, that's what I've learned. It means it doesn't ever stop with me. But yeah. the moment I kind of go, I hear a voice going, "Oh, can you do that?" You know, I go look at everything you've done in the past. You've got this. You know, that's the case of the encouragement. Um, means a lot because I can I can say that you you you've been supporting my LinkedIn posts <laughs> for a while. <laughs> yeah. So for our listeners, Tim sent me a message uh, like you know just just saying you know um, he supports what I'm doing. So what what he's saying about that gratitude and letting people know I can attest is something that um, he does because we we were not we didn't have a close relationship. We didn't really know each other. You just decided that you were going to reach out and send a note to me. <laughs> 
Well, it was pretty funny. I'm going to um, yes. just out you here a bit, Dawn, yes. because uh, I did actually meet Dawn yes. in um, Adelaide a couple of years ago. And Dawn actually <laughs> was one of the superstars of that conference because she received a huge award. So it's sort of just, if you can imagine, <laughs> you know, you've got the person, she's got the groupies around and she's she's won the award. I sort of said g'day and introduced myself. But um, uh, when we talked on LinkedIn, I said, she said, oh, it's so nice to meet you. And I said, well, I did I meet met- you once before. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. No, but it was, um, yeah, I think uh, exactly right. You know, you, you're out there doing uh, the way you're communicating and everything I really love. So why not Why not tell people? Well, so, you see, that's the thing, like, because you, you, I know you said we, we met and it was quite an overwhelming conference for me, I must say, because I, I'm not, I think the fact is that I didn't have my husband there. <laughs> As well, I was very unequipped <laughs> for what was happening. Yeah. So, um, as much as people think I'm really out there, I, mean, I think probably like an introvert in part of the way, and he's like my crutch, you know. So when he's next to me, he takes a lot of um, that social interaction that's new away from me, so that I can actually process what's happening. So without him there, yeah. I was I was just um, I didn't know. But it's you 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 did send a message. Like it, it probably took you a minute to send it. But the impact of something like that was, um, you know, it made my day. I'm like, oh, someone is is <laughs> yeah. um, doing that. Like, it's a very, I think you're you're talking about that that mindset thing of being grateful and then sending it out. And there's there's a flow on effect because it got to me in WA. Like from Melbourne to WA, you managed to have an impact. And then I was keeping an eye on your content, Tim. Um, and my observation is that. Tim has so many female guests on his <laughs> podcast. Um, and your podcast is for everyone. It's mainstream. It's for anyone that wants to learn. Um, it's collaborative. Um, and, and what I find about financial advice sometimes in the old school way is that it can be um, quite elitist. It could be quite yeah. you know, segmented to a certain group of people or dictative. Um, so I was like, oh my goodness, what's happening here? Who, you know, like this <laughs> yeah. content. Could you talk us through that, Tim, um, about why you chose the guests you you have? And Well, it probably goes a little bit back to, if we could go back to the business yes. uh, that w- I run, um, of Aspire Planning. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we set up that business, we really wanted to make it um, – not just about financial matters. We wanted to put a real emphasis on the life element and to for that to give the context around the finances. And, um, you know, I came from a retail background. And when I say retail, not in financial, yes. so real retail. <laughs> and I worked, for, where I worked a lot of my retail years was uh, at Maya. Now, um, you, you probably would assume that um, of the customers of Maya, it's way skewed in, to females. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, so you spend a lot of time um, in that type of work thinking about the consumers and what they might need and, and you're thinking about what women need. And then I also sat in a great thing maybe about 10 years ago I just can't quite remember. I had a great book that I bought from this lady and she really did a whole thing on how to um, communicate with women that you're trying to sell your services to. Mm. And you know, the bottom line is women control 
80% of the purchase decisions in the home. Yes. Um, so in my head with our business, um, I, and quite often we have situations where a male will come on his own and say, oh, yeah, I want to come. Oh, yeah, my wife um, mm. couldn't make it today. I will not have a second meeting because like without that partner because so well really mate we're nowhere until we get the the wife's approval that this is all going ahead so when can we meet the boss but um (laughs) but in all seriousness I just think that um it's the 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 females that um are starting to step up and have a voice and say well you know I want my financial world to be explained to me in the way I need it explained to me. You know, the, the days are gone where I'm going to sit in a room and silently just nod and hope that um, mm. someone, my husband, has taken all the notes. Mm. Um, and so we just decided we were going to communicate our message through through with our business, with the female we we tar- we you know we like working with families mm-hmm. and when we send out the communication we assume we're communicating to the female because mainly they're the ones that are going to initiate the family coming in to get advice um, wow and so yeah. um i guess the spin-off from that is a lot of the businesses we have collaborated with in the business in in aspire planning um yeah, you know, I'll mention some of these people. Tara Luki, who yes. we do estate planning with, a person who has shaken up the way things are done there. And mm-hmm. I think she's coming at it from the point of view of what would I want to have, how would I want estate planning to be delivered to me as, yes. a, as, a, as a woman or as a person, but as a woman. Um, yeah, we have done a lot of life um programs for our clients both from a retirement point of view and family's point of view both of the people that run those businesses are women mm-hmm. um uh, i know personally i've got a great friend who um started an amazing aged care business yes. after, after putting her own parents through um decided it was a shocking experience and she teamed up with a guy that she went to uni with who also had started a small company called i select and told him about it and (laughs) decided to create a version of an i select version for aged care and they've gone and smashed that it's a company called care about um and same thing Mm. it was a, a a new voice coming to the table male or female, but just happened to be female because I think the females are saying we've had enough of it being done in a certain way. We want it done differently. <laughs> um, so a lot of the guests are people we work with in the business anyway. They just happen to be those people. But there is something in the fact, I think, that the people that are out there changing things do seem to be a lot of females at the moment. Yeah, I mean, what it does for me as a listener or perspective, as in different perspectives, as a financial advisor, a woman, um, I think I, I, I take it as um, I feel really seen when you're putting on female guests and uh, as a listener, I feel really seen, you know, because you are acknowledging that there are uh, people that are really great at what they do and they just happen to be female, um, you yeah. know, but it's, it's, it's just wonderful to see because like, it really made an impact because I, you observe things. Sometimes you may not say anything at all. Um, but you can compare content uh, 
against each other. And if you look at mainstream content, there's a lot of women, you know, like, like this podcast, I would assume that most of our listeners would be women because yeah. I'm trying to create content where I feel a gap. I'm trying to represent stories that I've heard privately, which are not spoken enough about. Um, what you've done is that you've even, you know, invited women to talk about investments, you know, and in that field, it's still very male dominated, but you've put yeah. a woman in the forefront um, to be able to talk about it. But like you said, you didn't choose anyone because of gender. You chose them because of their approach. Um, yeah, exactly right. Yes. Uh, and I think that's it. So the, the, you probably made me reflect on this uh, with that question. Um, that it, it just does seem to be, you know, there's another lady that comes to mind. Yes, we, we had her on to talk about tips for how to start a family, not how to start a family, <laughs> but um, financial things to think about when you're starting a family. But she runs a Centrelink advisory business and she started that because she tried to get her, her grandparents onto a pension and it was so frustrating. Yes. And so she said, well, something's got to change here and she went and did it and she started a business. So, um, yeah, I think what's great is technology. It might be technology Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good, uh, probably the the thing that's propelling this, which is allowing a solo person to just go and say, well, I'm starting a business mm-hmm. and I'm going to go and make it about this. You know, in the past, without that technology, you probably would, maybe it would have sure. been a lot harder, a lot more barriers. Uh, that's actually a good point. So basically, yes, the era that we're in with technology and content and business has actually become a lot more fluid and agile. Yeah. Um, so something that would have been harder to fill or to do a few years, yeah. well, 10 years ago, is now something that's more accessible. So you're right, it's it's actually changing the kind of information that's getting out there um, and, and having more people being, more diverse voices being heard. Yeah. Um, Tim, you, you told us about your family life growing up and you've also told us about how Spire planning, you know, helps clients and and how they communicate that. You know, how how does that as well flow on within your own family dynamic? You know, so if we're trying to peel away the curtain to understand the <laughs> motivations of Tim Henry and why he has this fabulous view on life, um, how does the family dynamic um, align to that as well? Well, I'll start by just giving you the numbers, right? So there's in this family, there are five. Um, members um, there's three males the only problem is two of them are dogs <laughs> so the- so, of the human element oh, the human- <laughs> there's uh, of my beautiful wife Sarah and yep. um, my gorgeous 13 year old daughter Charlotte yep. um, and, and me so um, I'm, I'm definitely outnumbered here but um <laughs> The, the th- look, the, uh, the thing that is, um, uh, you know, I can be a, I wouldn't say I'm a stubborn person, but I, I can be a very um, strong-willed person at times. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife certainly has that in her genes and no surprise that our daughter yes. <laughs> has that blend. <laughs> so um, I think we're all um, got, uh, you know, ha- home dynamic, you know, we're all happy to put our voices Yes. Out there and um, say what we think. Um, but there's also, you know, that respect element too. Mm. And I think it's like you're talking about Charlotte. I think when she sees the dynamic as well, um, it's going to show her 
how a partnership can exist. I think yeah, that's I one agree. of the important things as well. Yeah. So um, my dad, from a young age, I mean, me coming from an Asian background as well, there is a tendency, um, certain Asian cultures do value women yeah. less. Um, and, but my dad was not like that. He was a bit of a, I mean, and that's the thing, my mom married my dad. So even though she complains about him, he, <laughs> he, he was a rule breaker himself. Like yeah. he, he was, he was the bad boy, but he was the bad boy that didn't care about social norms. Um, and I felt as a child, very lucky that he always gave me messages of value. You know, he didn't care about money. He didn't care about anything. I didn't care about my grades really. He just always wanted me to own my value. And that's what I found. It's really navigating. important, isn't it? It's really important. Like when yeah. you're navigating, especially this industry as well, um, you know, I don't need externally anyone to tell me that I'm doing well. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've kind of got that inwardly because of having a strong uh, male figure just telling me there's there's value right and yeah. I mean I don't so you can have a, a strong female figure it doesn't matter either way um but I just think it's really important as well if if there is a male figure in, in the mix um yeah that you're hearing those messages uh and and it's translated to me actually looking for a partner who can support me um you know so it's yeah that's and I feel grateful for that so I think you know part of this as well is we're sharing stories and we're sharing sharing our upbringing, um, but the only reason that I, I think I can follow the path I have in financial planning, or probably a lot of women just go out and do their pathways because they've got good support systems. Yeah. Um, what about your support system, Tim? How how do you get supported to do the work that you're doing? So you're talking, you know, from a mental point of view, mm. outlets and that sort of thing. Um, well, look, look, I I. Sarah is really we're both pretty relaxed people okay. um, and she but she's got a really good um, radar for um, when I she just seems to read just even the day before she'll be like <laughs> are, you, are you going all right and I'm like yeah, yeah I'm fine and then it'll be the next day that I'm like well maybe I'm not fine yes um, she seems to pick up on those little signals which is great because mm -hmm. I think, and then she, where she is really good too is um, I've always, probably before I met her, one of my biggest um, weaknesses was, uh, you know, I always sort of feel like I don't want to totally offend someone or, um, you know, I might have given 99% to someone who's really not, not giving anything back, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's a client or some other yes. type of thing going on. And I'll be still trying to, you know, rev put in the last 1%. And yes. she, yeah, she gives me the permission to just say, I think you should move on from there, from yes. that situation. Um, outside of that, um, and, you know, we, we've obviously been in this business now 12 years, so she's she's been a great support there. Mm -hmm. But outside that, um, I do a lot of running. And mm. um, I run with guys and girls but there's a, a couple of girls i do a lot of running with and they're they're it's really interesting too because you know they're they're tough can we do yeah. a lot of you know we do marathons and and that sort of thing and yeah. um they're tough when it comes to their running what's interesting about running with um talking i don't know if you've ever read about this or heard about this um it's a bit of a tip if you've got 
teenage kids, they say, okay. to talk to them about serious things when you're in the car because when you're face-to-face look, looking at people, people can get defensive. Uh, correct. When you're sitting side by side, the words yes. just flow out in front. Uh. So when we run, we actually, <laughs> sometimes we get, and we run for two hours to three hours and um, when when we get that fit, you, you sort of don't really, the physical element, you don't really get that tired. So you just talk. And God, some of the topics we cover are quite amazing. So um, that ends up being good because we actually all have said, um, you know, we, we let out a lot, let off a lot of steam during these runs sometimes. Things that mm. might have frustrated us um, during the week or whatever. And I've even said to Sarah, my wife, there's, there's things I've said in the run. I've, I've been meaning to tell you, yeah. <laughs> but I got it off my chest in the run. Um, yes. So that's a really good one, I think. And then, look, within the advice um, game, which I think is financial advice, um, there's a lot of – we've had a lot of challenges to, to us mentally in the last few years. Yes. So there's a few people that I will call just to have a chat and we check in on each other and that sort of thing. Um that, you know, we could vent or not even vent, but just see how's it going. Um, it's only yeah. a problem when you're feeling like things aren't going well and everyone else is saying it's going great. <laughs> my, my observations, again, of what you're saying, because I'm taking it what you're saying, it's it's almost like, you know, I'm trying, I'm curious as to how your brain works. Yeah. Um, because um, I think the industry needs more people like you um, and you've got generosity of spirit, you know, you're quite willing to be open. Um, and, and there's almost like a really nurturing element <laughs> that you have. Which, well, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, also you have to be careful with that because um, it can, I'm always a bit concerned that that can come across as a bit condescending, you know, like, oh. you know, if you say to someone, if, if you did it in the wrong way and you yeah. said, oh, you know, well done, you did a great job. It's a bit like, well, who does this guy think he is? Why do I need need his approval um yeah so i think it's more just i think uh quite often when i do just mention that to people it's just probably more to say look oh, yeah i just here's the reason why i think it's great you yes. know like because it could even be that you took something out of it yourself you mm. know and and i'll even just say with we did a, a podcast recently with you dawn and mm. um you know i learned things from that you know like it, it, i'm starting to think the podcast for me i've done 25 episodes now um it's becoming a little training course for me i'm learning something from every episode i, I guess again this topic is is close to my heart um and why i'm putting you on the spot and and again you might be still confused as to why i'm doing all of this but um <laughs> in financial planning right the journey for women can be i think sometimes is misunderstood by male colleagues or maybe they don't give it yeah. a thought right because it's you're not living in the world so you don't really get it you know so I, I was actually thinking back about how um when I was having kids um you know it was really a lonely journey in terms of um yeah because people expected me not to come back to work because yeah. they're like oh you're having kids so you're gonna be off and I'm like no I came back within three months um and we've had experiences where you know um I would be expressing milk in the disabled toilets or cash rooms of banks because they didn't have any facilities yep. for women. You know, they just assume that you're not going to have kids. Like none of those things were, were any of the considerations when I was a financial advisor. Um, it was things like your bonus being taken away from you because you've worked nine months out of 12 months. 
Uh, yeah. Because you've had to have a child. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and, and I think part of that is acknowledging, I think whether a woman is had kids or not had kids, it's a different journey in financial advice that we embark on. Um, and, and that's why any of this generosity of spirit, the, the encouragement, those sort of things mean a lot. Um, because the, already the only person who sees it from a day to day for me is my husband. That that's why yeah. he's an advocate <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> he knows the stuff I go through. Even I was thinking about how I, I really enjoy um, um, like seeing regional clients, but there were times when I had to stay in a donga, and I'll put my bag at the time where we didn't go so digital early on. I would have a big bag. I'll, I'll put it by the door <laughs> because even oh, though yeah. I was I knew I was not going to be raped, I had the fear that that I was away yeah. from home. Um, someone might come in because I would be staying in a place where you would just be all men, like workers, people yeah. that are doing real work and things like that. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to give up seeing regional clients. You know, um, there was also a time where um, I went to a, a client's house because I had, um, you know, taken over a client from a retiring advisor. Um, and this advisor said, no, go, go see him in his house because it's, you know, it's, it's like his pride and joy and things like that. Um, and when I went there, you know, he was trying to be more friendly than he should have been, if, if I can yeah. put it in those terms. Um, it made me feel really uncomfortable because you, you've come to know me as well, Tim. I'm generally like just yeah. happy and open. Yeah. And that for that to be misconstrued was really, um, it, it was disappointing because I was a professional and I wasn't seen as a professional, you know. So I think yeah. for women in financial advice, we, we've got certain things that are, you know, we do have to worry about safety if we're going oh, to an no, event. Yeah, no but, doubt, because, I mean, this is another thing that I've asked uh, many women in the last 10 years. Um, I think I had, I actually had a bit of a, a, an, an argument with someone around that time about 10 years ago because then this person is still a good friend of mine, but she, she's a very strong person and, and she was really adamant that, our sexism was rife and all this sort of thing. And I said, now the world's moved, moved on and all this sort of thing. And so we agreed to disagree. Um, and probably a few years ago, I said to her, look, um, since we had that argument, yes, <laughs> I've asked just a lot of people off the cuff, you know, like, have you experienced, you know, still experiencing hardcore sexism and all that? And yeah. most women said yes. And yes. so I had to actually say to her, look, I, I was wrong. Um, yeah. I, I, I was naive to it and I, and that um, element that you're talking about there with the safety and also probably experienced this talking to one of our guests on that I interviewed around financial abuse um, as a male if you're not um, a person that perpetrates these things and if you're not talking openly to women about them you're in this little vacuum where yes. it doesn't exist. And um, and that's where I was. So I think, you know, you start, I, I sort of try to broach it with people now and say, do you experience this stuff? Because we, we sort of need to know mm. <laughs> what's yes. going on out there because we're going to play a role as well to, to say, you know, and not only just to call it out, but, you know, have really strong cultures where um, it's ironed out really quickly if, if, if it, if it um, is present. Yeah, so I think that's the thing that we are, we're kind of navigating through different waters and, and everybody's journey is different anyway, regardless of their background. Um, and 
I think it was just it's just more that maybe this podcast highlights that we that we have different journeys and what you're talking yeah. about is just listening to them not not saying it doesn't exist and I think that's yeah. why I think my boss is an, is, an, is an advocate as well um, because he's willing to listen he never ever assumes that he understands what you're going through as a female financial advisor he's willing to listen and go you know okay that's happened how, how can we fix it you know if yeah. something does come up um, and a lot of times as well sometimes you go okay it's not worth even mentioning it because you see it as a weakness um, so you don't want to talk about it because you feel it's a weird thing you feel like maybe you've done something wrong to communicate or it's also embarrassing because you go in as a professional yeah and I think sometimes what male advisors don't know is they don't realize that they can go in and do their job and there's it's very clear understanding that they're there as a professional and they're there to do their job yeah for a female advisor you know you can be questioned because of your age because of your background you know if i was to walk in with a guy next to me the assumption would be that i'm his assistant <laughs> that's me <laughs> yeah, can be. It can, yeah so you kind of have to you yeah. you're, you're constantly proving yourself um well that's like when you and i've done this before helped um either members of my family or mum to buy yes. a car or something you know and <laughs> yes uh, <laughs> it's like i'm not even the best negotiator in this pair here so yeah it, um, i think you should be talking to this person <laughs> yes you having a look <laughs> correct so we've 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 got you know like the sales like you you mentioned it with sales process or financial planning you've worked out who the decision maker is in different scenarios you have that and that's what we yeah. have to do but even with informed consent um you know i've had husbands come in and say no she does everything i'm like no sorry yeah, <laughs> yeah. if we have to give you a beer to get through this process we're, we're <laughs> going to because i need to know that you're going to give me informed consent yeah, because right. i can't just say that she's decided for you you've got to decide that you're happy with it as well um so tim a- another question that i have is um it's around you mentioned to me in our previous chat before podcast you said there's a group of people right now a demographic that that you know my husband probably is part of in possibly yeah you said that they're feeling that because of of their demographic background and age and ethnicity that they're feeling there's a lot of change put upon them or they're you know white male in their 50s they're probably feeling a bit attacked that's (laughs) that's interesting i um I read, I wish I really had kept this article. It was written um, by, it was written a little bit facetiously by a female reporter, I think last year. Yes. And it was really, it was talking about how just the world in general. Okay. um, It was talking about um, the, the younger generation, you know, they've sort of got it in for baby boomers uh, a little bit because they're saying, you know, you guys have, um, uh, you had all the properties and you're buying oh, yeah. all the investment properties and you push the price up and we're never going to yes. get the property. You had it so easy. We've got it so hard, all that. Um, there's, um, yeah, as we've talked about, a lot of yes. women finding their voice and all that sort of thing. So she wrote this article basically saying all these groups are, you know, on the rise and, and, and the, and the one um, group who was the common <laughs> person who they all had it in for <laughs> was a middle-aged, she said, if you're a middle-aged male with a blue suit and gray hair <laughs> and you're white, <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> basically you're, you're the, the common enemy. 
and it is a little bit like that and we're sort of joking about it but um i think it is just it's that perception that maybe um there's been some advantages along the way Mm -hmm. that doesn't that's not true for everyone yes but as a generalization um compared to all those other groups that feel slightly disadvantaged yes um there's been advantages so that's all everyone's just wanting their piece of the pie yes i mean i i I mean that's the saying that says that equality for people in a privileged position feels like oppression um, and you can understand that, right? Yeah. Because you, you, if that's the only world that you lived in, you, you don't know any differently. And then when you feel that you're asking, you're being asked to give up something else, um, you feel that it's, you know, you, your life is poorer for it, maybe. Yeah. Um, I'm only speaking from a perspective of my, my experience has been, it's usually one of the other, <laughs> I'm on the other yeah. uh, side, but I, I have privilege as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for that, that I've been able to have education and and come here and really make decisions on my own. Um, So I thought that was a, just an interesting thing, interesting perspective, um, because again, it's, it's, we're going through change. I think that's what you're saying. There's, there's change that's happening. Yeah. And you can just, I guess you can resist against it or you can kind of embrace the collaborations and the relationships that are going to happen moving forward as well. Um, Well, what it brings to the table is new, ways of doing things yes um new um thoughts uh you, our, our worlds are becoming wider yes uh, for that um and yeah I, I love it i think it's great because um it just means that we are all growing mm. if they find themselves in a situation where they're in a toxic work environment whether it's financial planning or not yeah um they're not really finding advocacy from their bosses or, or their colleagues, um, what would your advice be for them? I think one of the things is you've got to um, go back to basics, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds like a really uh, basic thing to say, but I, I really feel like um, sometimes when we're in really confusing situations, um, it could, it could be work-related. It could be any relationship-related. Um, it, it comes back to your values. And I think sometimes we try to persist in areas um, when we know, we may not consciously know, mm-hmm. have made that decision that it's conflicting with our values. When we go back to basics and just say, okay, well, let's go back to the basics of my values. Um you can sometimes, once you strip away all the drama and all the noise, it, it stands out so starkly that this situation will never change. And yeah. then you, you've got that decision staring you in the face. Like you're fighting a losing battle in a lot of cases. Yes. Um, it's pretty rare that um, people change their uh, way. And so I think in a lot of cases we waste a lot of energy mm trying to shape that or mold that or change that. And it's like, it's never changing. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's um, maybe you need to run up to that decision and, and go on a different path. Yes. And, and I think that's what I hear. And I know for myself as well, sometimes women stay in positions longer than they should have, you know, because yeah. there's that care factor, you know, you like your colleagues or some of your colleagues or um, also it's, 
maybe thinking you don't have options. Uh, so if if we something we can take from this session with Tim, I'm hoping our listeners can take is that we have a lot of advocates that are within the industry, whether they are male or female. Um, and it is important to cheer on your female advisors or females, you know, admin staff members, um, you know, because the path they walk on is different and, and cheer them on as well. It's International Women's Day um, on the 8th of March. Uh, so take that opportunity to really, you know, tell them how much they're, how well they're doing. But if you're not in a, in a environment that is supporting you, like Tim says, unlikely it's going to change. So start looking out for places that are going yeah. to be aligned with your values because you talked about values. And I'm saying that, Dawn, from the yeah. point of view of the idealistic. Yes. Because I know there's other complexities that come into of that. Course. You know, I can't afford to not get paid next week and all that sort of thing. Oh, yes. But I'm, <clears throat> or, you know, if you're in a relationship like that, that's a whole different discussion. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just know even from my past, you know, I, I was given some great coaching probably six or seven years ago and I was in a business relationship that are same. I was trying to shape and change this business mm. uh, with a person um, that I thought I could shape and change and and they'd come along for the ride and I, and I was coached and yes. the person just said to me, that is never going to change. Oh. So I had that choice, and and they were right, absolutely right. Yes. So yeah. Well, thank you so much, Tim, for giving us your insight and and being open to being put on the spot. Uh, maybe <laughs> that was an, good. An unusual topic. Um, uh, the last thing I'm going to throw at you is that the theme for International Women's Day, or one of the themes, is yep. choose to challenge. What would you like to challenge this year? Um, in relation to women, mm-hmm. um, I look, I really, um, I think it's something that, yeah, and not to get too political, there's an issue going on at the moment in Canberra. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are things, as I say, there are things that when you're, you're not, you, your brain doesn't work that way and you're not a perpetrator. And in a lot of cases, yes. um, women stay silent um, I am determined to have more conversations to, I've just got to play, we've got to play a role in stamping th- this particular culture out mm-hmm. of wherever it is. Okay. Because, and I think that um, for too long, a lot of us have been naive to what's really happening yes. um, out there. And you've got one group that's... T- stay silent about it through embarrassment or whatever it is. Yes. Another group that stays silent because they like it that way because so they can keep doing what they're doing. doing. And so, Mm. yeah, I'm uh, determined to have more conversations where I can to understand more. See, that's why you're a male advocate, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tim. It's been delightful to talk to you um, and a great addition as a <laughs> great addition to International Women's Day and, and, you know, for you representing really how uh, men can play a part in, in something that we all should be a part of, just lifting each other. Yeah, um, I agree. Thank you for joining our Circle of Stories. Subscribe for new episodes. Let's change how the story ends.